Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1343. It's Monday morning. I'm going for a walk. I haven't been out for a walk and recording a podcast at the same time for a while. In fact, the last time was probably the last time I went out for a walk. Uh, I have not been getting outdoors for the walks much. And today... Uh, up early, uh, 5am, uh, I've ditched the, the 4.20ams uh, for a while now just because of trying to optimise my sleep a little more and the alarm goes off at 5am, I reckon for months now and I have uh, felt like I haven't had any sleep, wake up and feel completely uh, spent still but you've got to get up and get moving and so I've worked with a few clients this morning had some good sessions and I thought okay well I don't have to take my daughter to school today one's in hospital uh, one's with her mum so I thought well now's a good time to get outdoors refresh myself a little so the sun's about to come up it's very uh, misty today it's autumn here in Australia and the closer we get to April uh, the temperature drops we can get some frost and it can be quite foggy and uh, you know mysterious looking on uh, those days and it's certainly uh, quite misty I can feel the the moisture hitting my face it's not rain it's just just a little bit of mist and today as I'm walking I'm thinking about how we design our lives and a lot of the the time most of us don't give uh, any thought to how we design our lives for success how are you setting yourself up for success you design your life so that you'll be successful because most of us don't we just go through life from day to day without coming up with uh, a purposeful plan is going to take us to a greater outcome. I thought, why is that? Why do some people go through a lot of work to specifically design their life for success, where others just, most, just sit by and accept what life life brings to us? And apologies about the wind. Hopefully it's not coming through the microphone too, too badly. I'm about to turn a corner here and normally the wind drops a little bit and anyway getting back to that that question I I think that the main reason is that it's just too too hard for people to to question themselves with what should I be doing differently it's easy to just go through life go to a job have somebody tell you what it is that you need to do and how you need to do it and then you just do it. It's much harder than coming up with a, a purposeful strategy yourself about those things, um, which is why most people don't run their own businesses. And it's not to say that uh, you are not going to be successful if you uh, are an employee, because there's some, okay, I've turned the corner, it hasn't made a difference, it's actually worse, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't be uh, successful. I know some amazing individuals that are employees. 
and have incredible success in their job, their career. They're passionate about it, they're excited about what it is that they do, and they have designed their life for success. But they're probably in the one percenters. And a lot of people on the other side go and buy a business, but they're just buying a job. They're not actually being successful in their business. They're just, they didn't want to work for someone, so they decide that they just want to work for themselves and they buy a business without giving due consideration for uh, being successful in it. They, they're just getting out of the rat race, if you like, and creating their own their own terms for how they they want to be living and operating, but they then don't go forward and be terribly successful in their, their business because they've just, they've just bought a job for themselves. So it's it's easier to just go through without challenging your life's design. And for me personally, I think you know you know that you're not you're not born to be successful. You you have to learn the skills that you you need to be successful. Like my parents. Uh, were not wealthy. Um, they didn't have, like my dad, he didn't have a lot of drive for certain things in his work. Uh, Mum was very, very motivated to always be doing things. You know, she's always creating, creating things. But on the other hand, Dad was a professional cyclist, so he was very driven to be competitive and uh, achieve the you know, success on a, a sporting front. Uh, but just it was different in terms of, say, generating wealth and having a strategy around that. Uh, he really relied on Mum to come up with all the ideas on what it was that they were going to do, where they would go on holidays, and he was would be just perfectly happy doing nothing. In the, in the end, mum passed away and it was his dad left by himself. And he did do some traveling by himself and sometimes with people. But honestly, I think that came from the fact that uh, mum had gotten him used to uh, doing some traveling and he, he enjoyed that side of it. So he just continued. And in other ways, I think he was uh, just continuing to live out those things that him and mum had had said that they would do and plan to do. But he didn't have a purposeful design with his life, so what did he get? He ended up getting the things that uh, just came, came his way. Uh, very, very little examples that I can think of where he said, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do something really differently I'm going to get this new skill, I'm going to get this new role, and, you know, I'm going to build this, this part of my life. He just sort of fell into certain situations, and he, uh, he did the best that he could in, in those circumstances. Uh, so basically, he did roles until he was told that we no longer need you. And then he left and he would try and find something else and then 
try and make the best of that situation. And in the end, he retired and um, just sort of went from one daily household task to another uh, without thinking a bit bigger. And look, his Alzheimer's uh, knocked him on in the end. Uh, but I think part of it was... He passed at 77, 77, 78, I can't remember exactly. But I think because he didn't keep his mind active, he wasn't thinking big enough. Uh, and therefore his mind just started to slow down. And rather than focusing on bigger things and having a bigger impact, he's just like, oh, well, I've got to pull the weeds out, got to water the garden, got to make dinner, got to watch the Tour de France, I've got to, you know, do this, I do a little bit of reading. And that was it. And so I think here, with that lack of challenge, came, you know, maybe some of the other challenges that he then later faced. Uh, so for me, I, I decided uh, many years ago that I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to, you know, die wondering what if and wanted to put in the absolute best effort that, that I could to be the best version of myself. Um, that meant pushing away outside my comfort zone. It meant uh, looking at what I was doing in my, my current day-to-day life, working out what it was that I wanted to do. I think the biggest, the biggest challenge for me was, uh, I don't know, was it career or relationship-wise? I mean, the career came first and thinking about, well, this is what I'm doing now, but I really don't love it and working out what it was that I wanted to do and hence why I do what I do now. Uh, It's been an incredibly fulfilling journey that I have been on and continue to be on. But it took me 19 years to work out that I needed to do what I'm doing now. And so that's really special. I mean, yeah, I've been working 32 years now and you know, I can see my pathway forward, but still challenging what I'm doing and, and knowing that over the next seven years, and I say seven years because that's probably when, if I think about the kids, so uh, Olivia will be like 22 by then, Emily will be uh, 24, 25, and uh, I can see at that point, assuming Liv gets better and so forth, that they'll be in different places in their life and maybe they're, they've moved out of home, they'll be you know, pursuing their careers or the first stage of their careers and uh, you know, starting to live their life. And I, I think at that point I'll be saying, well, look, I'm in this massive house just with me. There seems little point in that. But what do I want the rest of my life to look like? What's, you know, what's that next phase of, of my life looking like? And uh, I've been mapping out uh, in my mind, not on paper, but in my mind, what I do want that to look like. And that will mean I'm, I'm working differently with people. I'll always do coaching in, in some form. But I think it's the other aspects that, that excite me, I like creating creating systems and processes and that other people can can benefit from. I think that's uh, that's where I can see myself getting uh, getting my teeth into and being really excited about that and uh, that would also give me more freedom to do 
other things that uh, you know perhaps I want to do later which is, is maybe it is living or living in the US uh, working over there doing more things with my coach over there because I think the experimental side of uh, what my coach uh, provides is very unique and it really fulfills me life comes down to a, a series of experiences and some people's experiences that they want to just go play golf every day or a few times a week and do those things or as I'm looking for how can I continue to add value to people and what are those things that really excite me and it's about connecting with other people and it is about having these really unique experiences I look at the stuff that I do with celebrities and I know that some people, they get turned off by it, some people love it and think it's amazing and then you've got those people that are in between. For me, I see it as, from a business perspective, it's a great branding opportunity for me. Um, uh, I, I have the opportunity to have conversations with you know, some of the most successful people in the world in what it is that they do and most people don't get that opportunity. And so it's, it's very unique. And so I love, I love that part of what it does for business, but also the experience of being able to have those conversations. I think it's just fun. You know, if you think about all the different things that we, uh, we are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, it can be quite mundane, right? And, a highlight might be watching a TV show or going on a holiday and doing doing certain things. I just have designed my life to, to look at things differently. And that's probably the the single biggest change for me. It's the it's your outlook, right? It's how you view uh, success. It's how you uh, see yourself adding adding value uh, to yourself, continuing to grow and then how you impact others that will really determine how you're setting your, your life design up for success. Um, because most of us just sit there and allow life to happen to us as opposed to designing our life specifically to be more successful. I think when you can, you can understand those subtle differences, you start to make some different decisions for yourself. And it is hard it does require effort, and you're not going to know the answer straight away. I mean, it took me 19 years to work out that I was doing the wrong thing, but those 19 years were preparing me for what I do now. And my time in business right now is preparing me for what it is that I do next. And there is a lot of value in that word next. As if you're always thinking about what's next? What's that next thing? How do I keep growing? What's that, you know, that next thing that I'm going to do for myself? Then you're, you're developing this, this mindset of a change and getting used to uh, the the change that you want to achieve and for me it's about progress momentum and being able to do things in the future that you're not doing right now I'm sorry about the car noise going past 
Uh, but for me, that, that's exciting. It's the unknown as well and getting excited by that, getting used to being uncomfortable. So a lot of people don't want to try something new because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Oh, I haven't done that before, so I don't want to do that. I want to keep doing things that I'm doing now. Well, that's a really great formula for setting you up for mediocrity and not achieving an extra level of greatness. We all have so much potential. And yet, most of us are underutilizing that potential. And if you stand back and look at your life at the end, imagine you're standing there and giving your own eulogy, and you think right now, if you pass away right now, are you really giving your best? And some of you might say, yes, I am. And others will say, no, I'm absolutely not. And others might be, yeah, I could do a little bit more. I look at my life, or where I am right now, and I'm working every day. I'm working hard. I am uh, focused. I'm driven. And yet in all of that, I know that I could be doing better. There's more I could be doing in some instances. I could be doing things smarter. I could be just doing things so much more efficiently and better than I am right now. Being more productive, being more creative, spending more time building more relationships, uh, looking at where have I spent my time over this last X period of time, whether it be hours, days, weeks, months, years, doing certain things. And if I'd only done this earlier, then I'd be in a much better place. I think if I continued my uh, passion for uh, change and motivation, and I'll say motivation and attitude because that's where I started back when I was like 16, 17 and I first picked up the book Success to a Positive Mental Attitude and I never finished the book. I read the first few chapters of the book and then I just, I didn't keep going with it and I think that was probably the the greatest sin in my life because if I had kept doing that, I would have kept developing that hunger and then I would have got that next book and I would have been implementing along the way and if I think if I was if I was the person that I am now and starting to build that more proactively back when I was 16 17 18 I would be a much better person I my level of success would have been uh, brought forward so quickly I would have realized that rather than go on to do an accounting degree I would have done a sports science degree Uh, most likely and then back in 1990 who knows where that career would have taken me my thinking is that I would have uh, been going to work with the elite the elite of the elite Uh, maybe it was the Institute of Sport maybe I would have gone to uh, to Canberra uh, to work at the Australian Institute of Sport maybe it would just, just be working at the Victorian Institute of Sport here with some elite athletes and then who knows uh, from there where that would have taken me. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for the experiences that I've had because I'm great at what I do because of the way that I've come through business and um, you know, working with people at the highest level uh, in corporate and so forth has given me a strength that maybe I wouldn't have had at going through the other way. Sometimes I think it'll be a lot of fun to know, wow, if I had made these decisions and done this, what would I be doing now? interesting so 
I'm 53 and I'm still looking at how can I set my, my, my design up, continuing to monitor it and saying, well, what, what could I be doing differently now? I'm always looking for productivity improvements. I'm always looking for how can I progress? How can I not get too comfortable in what I'm doing so that I am continuing to, to move forward? Because I know that when I've been the most uncomfortable and even in the most pain from certain situations, that's when I've learned the most and grown the most in my life. Well, personally, professionally, emotionally, that's when I've had the biggest change. So there is so much good to come from being uncomfortable. This is that most people don't want, want to be that way. But if you realise that that's where the success comes from, then you can step into that more easily. And because I condition myself to do that so constantly, it does make it easier when there's an opportunity that comes up. An example of that is for some people, I invite them to my podcast. And some people will say, yeah, great. I'll say, well, we can do it tomorrow if you like. Or we can do it today. We can do it right now if you want to. We'll just hit record and bang, we can go. And then there's other, and then some people will say, yeah, fantastic, let's do it. Other people are like, oh, I need at least two weeks. I need you to send me all the questions you're going to ask me and so that they can be completely prepared for it. And it's like, wow. And I've had some people that it gets to the end of the, the two weeks and the, the calls tomorrow or whatever and they send me a message saying oh this has happened I can't you know I can't do it can we reschedule it's like wow like people ask me and it's like sure yeah I'd love to be a guest uh, happy to do it right now and I say oh well I'm not ready for that event I'll send you an invitation for it and so the reason that I'm I think you're cool <laughs> oh gee Thanks, Siri. I think you're cool too. Uh, I, it's just because I've conditioned myself to be adaptable and through recording these podcasts, one of my reasons for doing this is, is so that I am more proficient at public speaking. Even though I'm talking to uh, people all over the world, I'm doing it just as if you're right in front of me. I do it to practice the words that I'm using, to practice the way in which I speak, to remove all those filler words. And sometimes I'll catch myself with an um or an er or a, you know, whatever. A you know, I just said it then. You know, you know, they're just filler words. And so I do this so that I can become better at doing that. And also, so I can become more proficient at improvising. It's very rare that I will prepare a topic for the podcast. Often it will be, let's just hit record and start talking about a certain topic. And I'll just think of one. And it might be like today, I was uh, just stepped out the, the front door and I think I'd walked about 100 metres and I was just kind of getting into the zone and then I said right what are we going to talk about today and I was thinking about uh, how people design their gardens 
and most people don't put too much thought into their gardens and you look at them as so I'm looking at some right now and there's some that are way better than others and there are some that appeal to me and there are others that just look like complete nightmares and I'm walking through uh, past some and some people have you know, just ripped out their whole garden and are about to do an, a new one and so I got thinking about design and then I thought okay how do I relate that to a topic today and I thought oh life design record and that was it that was the the only thought that I gave and the rest of it is pushing me testing me to come up with the the words that I'm going to use the topic the conversation the learnings that I can provide and that's only come through practice and so with your your life design it's very very similar you're only going to be successful if you plan it right you are not going to just all of a sudden be successful now this is a reason why people buy tats lotto tickets or lottery tickets because they figure that success they measure by dollars and if they win all of this money then they will find that yeah i'm successful now and if you know a little bit about lottery wins you'll know that most people that win uh, win money in the lottery lose it all within a couple of years because one they haven't earned it so they don't know how to you know, they don't have a, a greater appreciation for it and they feel they're just spending all this money on you know buying all these toys and things houses going on holidays is going to fulfill them but it doesn't it might provide a moment of joy i mean think about the last holiday that you went on and how great it was and now it probably feels like it was so long ago that you can barely remember it so what you need to do is make sure that you have these things that really fulfill you in life like your career the impact that you're having on people on a daily basis and that's the stuff that sustains you for the rest of your life you have to practice it you have to work on it so that you can be the best version of yourself that's what I think makes life really exciting because uh, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You never know what opportunities are going to exist. Uh, I think the fact that, like, I get excited about the next seven years and beyond. You think, oh, well, you'll be 60 then, so what's that going to look like? So I don't know what it's going to look like. Many people are thinking about, oh, I'm just looking forward to retiring at 60 or, or whatever. Um, I don't look at it that way. I just think about the opportunities and the excitement that are existing because of my mind. You know, I'm constantly thinking about how do I do more, be more. And uh, when you do that, I think the way that you approach everything in life is just really, really different. And so uh, I guess a, a big thing for me also is about how do I set my kids up uh, for success and one I'm perhaps succeeding with and the other one not so much at the moment because of the pain that she's going through uh, but I'm, I'm constantly thinking about those things as well and what's it come back to there's a theme here adding value how do you continue to add value and where do you want to add the value the first first or the most it's to you if you can add value to yourself then you'll find that your uh, constantly growing and progressing that's the key progress is the key to happiness in life 
you have to continue to grow, continue to progress to that next step, that next step. Kind of like building a house, right? The first thing you do is you find the block of land. Then what do you do? Well, they do the site scrape and they're like here in Australia, most of the houses are built on concrete slabs with reinforcing and everything in them because they've found that that's safer with them, the land movement and everything. And so they do the site scrape and they board it up to, uh, to put the slab in. Then they put the slab in, then they build the frame, put the frame up. Then it gets to lock up stage where they put the, you know, they do all the bricks and, and uh, or whatever the, the cladding is on the outside, they put the roof on. Um, and then they, they put the doors on, it gets to lock up stage. Then they come and do the plaster. And then it's the, uh, the well, actually they do the, the internal fitting, not fittings, but the, the electricals and the plumbing and all that kind of stuff is going in, etc., etc. So it's about progress, isn't it? Then you get to the end of the building process, like, wow, you've got this beautiful house. And it's probably the best it's going to be because it's the newest, the freshest paint, all that kind of stuff. And then you move in and then, then what happens? Well, you're looking to decorate the house and fit it all out properly with um, you know, everything that you want to put in there. And then it's about doing the garden and then it's about letting the plants grow and the trees grow and the flowers grow and then there are certain aspects that you're going to be changing uh, quite regularly but then there are other parts that you're just waiting for them to get bigger and bigger like your trees to provide the shade. And then maybe you put a pergola in the, background, in the backyard or maybe you sometimes put in a spa or a, a swimming pool and, or a tennis court depending on the size of your block. Uh, so it's all about progress, right? Adding value to the house, adding value to your life for the fun experiences, etc., etc. Um, so I think if you think about your life's design that way and you continue to move forward, you will find that you keep staying focused on what's going to make you successful. And I think that's just really exciting. So that's my topic for the day. Life design, progress, adding value. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.